Hi there. Welcome to the Ramblings of a Loser. My name is Thomas. Uh, I will be doing this podcast, I guess. Um, a little about myself. I am 17 years old, going on to my senior year of high school. Um, play a lot of airsoft, watch a lot of anime, read a lot of manga. I'm a, a, bit, of a, a bit of a gamer. A bit of a gamer, if I say so myself. Um, but, um, I am doing this because I want a platform to express these, uh, uh, these thoughts that I have, I guess, that I don't really talk to normal, that I don't really talk to other people about normally. And, um, yeah, I just want to, I just want to get it out there. And I don't really care if someone else listens. I don't care, you know. Like what other what anyone else says really? This is just my my thing here. It's just my platform that I'm gonna throw this all out on, and I guess I'm just doing this for peace of mind. Um, I've been I I I bought a lot of stuff up, and I tend to put on this facade, and um, yeah, I just need to get it out. So. I will be stuttering and doing a lot of ums and a lot of, lot of I'm, I'm a bit of a smooth brain, so words don't come to me as as like they do like with normal people. So I will be stuttering a lot. I do a lot of that. Do a lot of saying the same shit over and over again. So um, yeah, I, I guess we could just I guess I'll just jump right into this. Um, so I wrote down a few talking points. Uh, first one I want to do is sort of the driving, uh, motive to make me do this. And it's the idea of playing a character. Um, you see a lot of people do it, like in the entertainment business. You see a lot of people do it, like, in, like, uh, like I said, entertainment, comedy. Um, and a lot of people I've noticed have just sort of taken that idea of playing a character and incorporated it into their normal lives. Um... I know I am one of those people, and the thing is, when you're, when you're bringing this whole character in, and you're, you know, you're, it's something you're adding to your personality, you know, whether you, whether you like it or not, and whether you admit it or not, um, if you play a character, if you, like, do this playing a character bit, I guess, um, no matter what the reason, whether it be comedy, or, like, you know, you're, you're an actor, or whatever, um, it's part of your personality, and I don't think that's a question. I don't think I don't, I don't. That's not. That's not a. That's not a question. Like that. That is. That is fact. Um. Yeah, and I've I've noticed that I play this character quite a bit, and I feel like when I really let myself loose like this, and I really show like who I actually am, it kind of. I feel like it can off put it can be off-putting to people because they're so used to seeing, you know, the, they're so used to seeing this character that I, that I play, this, uh, this facade that I throw up and, uh, they're, they're just so used to seeing it. Like I said, that they're, um, they're off-put by this, you know, by my unfurled, unfiltered thoughts. And, um, yeah, and I, I like I said, this is like what like drove me to 
do this whole podcast, but the I feel like I've been doing this character too much, and yeah, um, a lot of people can draw the line very well. I'm not one of those people. Um, the real line you have to the the real the real the real question is. Is the character becoming more of your personality than who you really are, and that that's what that's what I that's what I want to fix here, you know, I don't want this character of of mine to take over my personality and squash what I really am, um, and yeah, I just want to give it out. So that's my first thing, I guess. Um, so I guess I'll just go on to my other stuff um something i mentioned about myself i am a bit of a weeb uh, well a bit uh, i'm a i'm a lot of a weeb i've seen around like 70 some anime um so yeah i've seen a lot i'm sort of like the anime encyclopedia of people i know um but that has its drawbacks and number one drawback being you you tell you talk to people and they're you know, you ask them, have you seen this? Have you seen that? Have you seen that? And they, they, they always say no. And I'm like, you should really watch this. And I'm always the guy giving out recommendations because nobody has seen the stuff that I do. You know, they're, they're still like on this, like this base level, you know, this, this whole base level kind of, you know, they're still watching these base level anime and I'm over here with like my 70 plus anime library that I've you know that I've watched and you know I I think that watching all this anime and having no one to talk to not talked about it with is a real a, a real bummer all right it's a real bummer okay and you know a lot of my friends they've seen like you know, at most, like, 30 or something like that, you know, but I have friends that are just getting into it, and, you know, they, they watch it, they, they don't, they watch it slow, okay, and they, they have a lot, they don't have a lot of time on their hands, so I, I recommend stuff faster than they can actually, than they can actually watch it, and it kind of gets under my skin, but again, like I understand, not you know these people aren't like superhumans. You know they're they're not like freaks that just sit down and binge like you know sixty episodes of One Piece. You know I, I get that. You know I you know everyone's human, but it's I don't know. It, to me, it's just I feel like I feel like I <laughs> I know too much for my own good. And it really kind of it it kind of hurts me. It kind of hurts me because you know, I I watch these I watch these anime that I think are really good. I tell people about them. And it takes them months to watch, and they finally watch it, and then it takes them like it takes them like another month just to get through it, you know. And and you know, it's all just for it's all just for yeah. It was a pretty good anime. What's the next one? You know they're they're already onto the next, and that that's kind of. The whole reason I started, you know, watching all these anime was so that I could talk to people about it. It's something I really enjoy talking about. I really enjoy talking about the stories. I enjoy talking about the characters, the the analysis of it all. 
which is something I will talk about on here. I'll talk about, I want to talk about like character analysis and stuff and like, you know, stories. But besides that, um, uh, yeah, it's just, it's really tolling for me when I'm the only one who can talk about these shows that no one else has seen. And I'm not a huge fan of that, but, um, I would love it if people watched more stuff. My friends watched more, you know, more animes, I guess. But I understand that they have normal lives. They're normal people, you know, and they, they can't watch it as long. And they haven't watched it. They haven't watched anime as long as I have. So it's understandable, you know, and I completely get it. But, and I, and I, I'm totally grateful for the fact that I have like all these people that, you know, that I know that, that are into the same thing as I am, but, you know, like I said, it's just, it's tolling on me, I guess, you know, it's like the guy that's like, you know, it's the guy that's cursed with being the best, you know, there's like, there's no one else, there's nothing like you can like strive for, I guess, I don't know, I don't know what that analogy was, but it was something, um, so yeah, um, I guess that could lead into like one of my character analysis things. Uh, recently, I rewatched Black Lagoon, and I'm reading the manga right now. I want to catch up to it, and I gotta say, this is the most slept-on anime of all time. And it's not because it's unpopular; it's because of the reputation it has in the anime community. You see, Black Lagoon is known as being this, just dark, dirty, you know, blood and gore, just, you know, just action fest. It's just tits, guns, cars, f- cool fights, badass characters. And that's true. That That is, there is a lot of that in, in it, but there's so much more complexity to the whole thing than just tits, guns, cars. And that really gets under my skin because, you know, I, I appreciate this anime so much. I think it's like my number three anime like on my like top 10 um and that's including like manga and anime and all that um um yeah but it's it gets me heated that all these people you know just talk about it for the for the tits and the guns and the cars and the the hot women and the the badass fights because there's so much more than that and the thing i want to talk about right now is rock and revy and their dynamic um there's probably a video on youtube out there of some guy who can explain it better than i can because i'm kind of i'm bad with words but the whole their whole relationship um i guess this is spoilers for black lagoon yeah this is kind of spoilers for black lagoon but, um, if you don't care, just stay, you know, doesn't matter, but if you don't, uh, I guess you could, like, skip around, or just not watch it, or this, or listen to this episode, but, um, Rock and Revy are extremely well-written characters, and I would go ahead and say, in my opinion, Rock is, hmm, Ah, I don't know. But I, I want to say I want to say he's 
in my opinion, the best written character in anime, but I don't know. I, I don't know. In anime, maybe. Not in manga. In manga, that might have to go to... Uh, might have to go to Guts or Johan Liebert. But I it really love the writing on Rock. And all the characters in Black Lagoon are excellent. But the two main characters of the series are Rock and Revy. Not Dutch, not Benny, but they are not main characters. It is Rock and Revy. They are the driving relationship in this whole show. And everything sort of revolves around them, if you really think about it. The whole story is, you know, revolving around Rock and Revy's crazy adventures and their, you know, their whole their whole journey with Lagoon Company. And the thing I I guess I'll start with I guess I'll start with Rock. Um Rock, of course, is a Japanese salary man. Um he's on a business trip delivering some delivering this some some data, some blueprints on this CD. He's got no idea what it is. And suddenly his his boat or whatever gets hijacked by pirates. All right, we don't know if he's on a boat or what, but I assume he's on a boat. And they get they get, it gets hijacked by pirates, and it's actually not pirates. They're smugglers, known as the Lagoon Company. But smugglers is not broad enough of a word to describe what they do. Anyway, they're they're basically pirates, modern pirates, but more civilized, and. Rock gets kidnapped by him, and they take the disc, and they're about to leave. But Revy's like, "No, no, no! We should take him with us. He's he he could be, he could be like ransom. Yeah, he could be a ransom. We can make an extra bucket from him." So they take Rock with them. Um, they do some crazy stuff together. They go back to. Uh, uh, did I forget the order in which in how it went? I'm pretty sure they go back to Rowanaper first. They get a drink. Uh, Rock has a heart, a little heart to heart with Dutch, the captain of this crew that kidnapped him, and Rock's kind of just like, yeah, this guy. I feel like he's the only guy in the in my life who I can actually trust right now. And for the most part, he's right. It's because Dutch is telling him the truth. Dutch is a great. Dutch just says, hey, you know. Rock, look, I know we kidnapped you and all, but we got to do what we got to do to put food on the table. And Rock, he gets that, you know, he understands that. So it's not as much as, oh, these guys are assholes, they killed, they kidnapped me. It's, yeah, these guys are just doing what they got to do the only way they know how. And he sort of resonates with that, and... They take him to the. They take him to this bar. He ends up getting a drinking contest with Revy. Um, yeah, they 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 have they they have a few shots. They uh they get shit faced. They um. Anyway, after after that whole after the bar gets shot up, I guess by these um by these mercenaries that are hired to get Rock back, or well, I think actually no, I think to kill Rock. Because at that point, he was pronounced dead by the company. And that's kind of like what broke him and sort of started the events of Black Lagoon. And it's because his company, as soon as he gets, as soon as Rock gets in a little bit of shit that he can't help, 
His company throws him away, and his life is completely meaningless to them. They they cover him. They cover up their whole their whole scheme as just as you know. They 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 try to cover it up by you know saying Rock is dead. You know we had this funeral for him. You know he's you know he's he's gone. No more Rock, and he think he. He he thinks to himself, you know, this company thinks of me as nothing, but a yeah, but a, just just another cog in their in their large machine, you know, and for and he's right, he's absolutely right. The company doesn't care. They'd rather they'd rather um, they'd rather not have this scandal, of because by the way, like I I forgot to mention this, but the the CD was blueprints for nukes. Um, they'd rather not have this scandal that they're making nukes get out to the public, so why not just why not just get rid of one guy and you know save the other fifty thousand because I think that's how many people are in the company of fifty thousand but um yeah that it it's it's sacrificing one for the sake of all, and he realizes that his life was just thrown away, you know, like it was nothing. And with these, with these pirates, he gets a sense of, he gets a sense of sincerity, he gets a sense of, yeah, yeah, a sense of sincerity from these guys. Because they treat him just like a normal person, not like, not like how he was in the company where he was just a blank face, you know, just doing work. So he ended up bonding with these pirates that kidnapped him and eventually they go through some stuff they have a they have this like apache helicopter like track them down like in the mouth of a river and he has this crazy plan to hydroplane the missile boat over this like wrecked over this wrecked cruise liner like in the in the mouth of this river and they 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 like hydroplane the boat off of it and they they go up and they launch the torpedoes out of this torpedo boat while they're midair and it crushes the dude in the cockpit of the Apache helicopter. It's freaking awesome, okay? And they realize that, you know, Rock is a smart guy, and you know what? This guy's just crazy enough. We can, we gotta have him on our crew. So they accept Rock as their fourth member. And in the and after that, he doesn't have a badass moment like that for a long time. And up until then, he's up until later, far later in the story, he's just a normal dude. But he has these cracks, okay? Because he still keeps his like he still keeps this morality. Rowanapur, the city that this whole t- that this thing takes place in, is like Rowanapur is like Sin City, dude. It is like the it is like a hive of just criminals, bad people, just just gangbangers, you know, the mafia, drugs, human trafficking. You know, all all the any just anything illegal and bad, pretty much anything anything sinful, goes on in this city. Okay, it is sin city basically, and rock is it's sort of it's sort of the 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 anime tricks you into thinking this is like a fish out of water story, which it it kind of is, but the more you like figure out rock's character, the more times you watch over the show. You realize it's really not a fish out of water because Rock is right at home. But I will get on, I will get to that in a second. I know I'm going like on a crazy tangent here, but trust me, I'm getting somewhere. And Rock is shown to be at first 
this, you know, he's stuck in his salary man. He's stuck as a salary man, like in this city of just sin and vice and just uh, it, it's it's ter it's ter it's a terrible it it's it's a terrible place with for like such a good man, okay, and everyone always tells him, Brock, you're not cut out for this, you know, and. He he st- he continues to he d- continues to go with his life of like a of a pirate with the lagoon company, and yeah yeah he can he continues this life despite not quote unquote being cut out for it, but he hides behind this sense of morality, because you see you see it throughout the series this these like little cracks in his personality and you, you see the same thing with Revy too because they're very similar characters but they have different meanings behind them. But Rock, all humans have this evil nature to them. But we're groomed in it. We're we're born in when we are born, we are untainted by morality. I guess we are untainted by by the when we're when we were first born, we are untainted by this. The the whole idea of like morals and you know codes and laws and all of that, we're free from that. But when as we grow, where we are, you know, sort of it's it's nailed into our brain that yeah, this is what being a shitty person is, you know, this is this is this is what being a manipulative cunt is, you know, this this is what this is what bad is, this is what bad is, and. In reality, what that does is it suppresses like this. It suppresses our our violent nature as humans. So everyone has the side to him, some more than others. But Rock, Rock has the, has had this side all along, and it's and it's strong. It, it's a strong like he he loves what he does. He loves being this. You know, he loves this like this this game that he's playing basically he loves the he loves the thrill of being a crook you know and but you don't see you never see that you never see that you always see him as being a good stand up dude but it's because he's hiding behind these morals he 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 doesn't want to commit he knows subconsciously he knows that he likes this life that he's living and it's hard for me to explain this um okay here here, let me start it so rock in this city we always see him as this good upstanding dude you know he is a salary man in a city of crooks in a city of thugs and you know just malice and it's all a facade it's all an act it's all an act that you know he's this great guy and you know ah fuck it's so hard for me to say what I'm trying to say okay here try again later in the series after we've experienced, you know, this pussy rock, the whole show, you see cracks throughout the show. You see these cracks in his personality of 
being such a good guy. You see these cracks where he sort of breaks his, you know, his good upstanding Samaritan, you know, persona and acts out in his true his true personality, you know? He his true and his which his true personality is being just as fucked up as everyone else, if not more fucked up than everyone else. He lives for the he lives for the thrill, he lives for the gamble. But he he tries to suppress that subconsciously and convince everyone that he's this he's this good upstanding guy. And everyone always says throughout the show he's standing in the twilight between between, you know, being a good person and being a terrible person. You know, or, or he's standing in the twilight between between you know being being a um, being a normal human being and becoming a crook like like you know like the like the everyone else in the city you know he's he hasn't been corrupted by the city yet like it does to everyone but he he hides this but like i said you see like these cracks in his personality in places and you you find you come to find that his true personality isn't being a kind endearing guy his true personality sorry his true personality is he's this prideful machiavellian asshole he's he's manipulative like i like i said he's he's manipulative he's um he's he's extremely prideful he's ir- easily irritable um, he's a total hypocrite, and hi- Revy is too. But I, I, I'll get to her later. Rock hides all this though, behind the facade of being a great guy, being this, being this salary man, and he goes and you really get to see the personality crack the most in Roberta's blood trail when all these like. When all of these, which by the way is like technically like the season three, but it was like the OVAs, which I I te- I'll call it the season three because it's just the next arc in the show. But anyway, um, in the in the OVAs, you get to see Rock really break his character more than you normally do ever. There's been times where like you see like the manipulative the manipulative side of Rock, you know, when he's like, you know, he's talking to like the nun in the ripoff church and he's like, you know, trying to like manipulate her and like get like uh get Revy's like her like grenade launcher or like now instead of like having to like pay extra for it. And uh there's another time in the Japan arc, which was actually before the OVAs took place, where the whole time he was talking to this one girl Yukio and you know she she was like she was like the next in line of this yakuza clan you know to be like you know the the leader of this of the this yakuza clan and of course she was next in line so she decided to step up and everyone in her life always wanted to shelter her from this you know the life of being like a being a yakuza and you know when she when she voluntarily stepped up to the plate, nobody believed her. You know, every, like I said, everyone everyone tried to shelter her from this, and everyone's always told her, "This isn't. You're not cut out for this. You're not cut out for this life." You know, and I think she went against that because she wanted a choice. 
because she was she wanted she wanted a choice from you know instead of being like this uh, a normal like schoolgirl she wanted a choice to be this you know um she wanted a choice to you know do what she was you know meant to be i i, I get I, I, it's hard ah that's not what i'm trying to say fuck ah she, she wanted a choice in life instead of being forced to be this schoolgirl and when Rock shows up, he meets her, and when he finds out all this stuff that's going on and how she's she he thinks that she's being forced into this position, he saves her from he saves her from like being raped and like you know sold sold into like sold as a sex a sex slave or whatever. And um, he goes and he goes and saves her, and when she, and when he he talks to her about you know about like how she's not cut out for it she's she blows up on him she's like she's like what what do you she's 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 the one that tells him like you are standing in the twilight just like me she calls him out on his bullshit she calls him out on his hypocrisy and she says no i am cut out for this life i'll do what the hell i want and this is when you get to see Rock's true like nature, his pride, and he and he goes and he hides behind the fact that he just wants to help, but really his whole his whole motive for this is just to prove that he's right. His whole motive for doing his whole motive for doing everything he does in the arc is to prove that he's right. It is to prove that he's right, but he hides behind the fact that he says he just wants to help everyone, which he totally could just want to help everyone but that's not his true intention he could want to help everyone which is it's it's under you know it's not out of the question you know it's totally understandable as a matter of fact i could i could totally understand him you know wanting to help the people but that's not his that's not the real true reason the true reason is because he's he wants to prove that he's right. His pride is getting the best of him, and he wants to show everyone that he is right. And you get to see this at the end of the arc when she goes and tries to kill her. She does kill herself, actually, with a katana, and she stabs herself through the throat, like all the way through. And it's so horrific to watch after, because the guy that she was, like, secretly in love with, I guess, just got clapped. And she goes and kills herself by stabbing a, this katana through her throat and rock while while she's like trying to while she's like about to while she's like trying to kill herself rock it kept keep saying like you know i told you i was right he kept saying i told you so he keeps saying it over and over again in the face of this girl that is a, that is on the verge of suicide and he, the only thing he can tell her is, I'm right. I told you, this is, this is, you're not cut out for this. You see? And, and after he says all this, she still ends up killing herself and he's in awe. And it's, it's really just a wake up call to the viewers because you're like, hey, this guy isn't the, isn't a great person. He's a hypocrite. You know? And the whole show, he's told by he's told by Revy that you know he's he's not cut out for this life, and the same hip, in the same way, he's telling this girl that he just met the same thing, 
that's in the same situation as him where she's a fish out of water drawn into this into this you know life of being a, a gangster and being a being a pirate or whatever or just 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 in the life of crime and he goes and he tells her hey you know you're not cut out for this and she blows up on him because he neither is he he stand he is standing in the twilight between being being a normal upstanding citizen and being a dirty crook and he and this kind of, this this is really getting to the point with what I've been trying to say this whole goddamn time and it's that rock wants to be a crook he doesn't want to be this salary man he doesn't want to be this moral person but he he can't part with his morals that he was that he was you know he cannot part with the morals that he was brought up with so he hides behind those but you see these cracks of like when his like true personality gets out and he really becomes the manipulative bastard that we see like in Roberta's blood trail which is where because his pride is challenged by Chang he goes out and does all these terrible things and manipulates these children into in you know and she he manipulates like he manipulates like tons of people um like an entire squadron of like US special forces like um this this ex like this ex terrorist um who's disguised as a maid but kills all from a flintlock a flintlock rifle but that's well, I mean a musket but um that's besides the point um and these two small impressionable children and he does all this and it's when you the us the viewer really see okay this guy is fucked like there there's something more than just this you know he's this guy is changing he's he's really cracking now you know and it's because all these situations came together that never happened before where his pride was challenged uh he had an opportunity to flex his, his to flex his intellectual muscles you know to to really show off his manipulative side and really just get out there and you know show everyone what he could do and he does that but he comes off as this monster to the viewers he comes off as just a total asshole and he wants to be a crook he wants to be a gangster like like everyone else like all these like all these other mob bosses in the in the in the series but he will never come out and say it because he hides behind this morality that he's so obsessed with. And I guess that's what I'm really trying to say is that he's a hypocrite. He he'll he'll tell people that he'll tell people that they're that they're insane and he'll tell people that they're, you know, terrible people while he himself is the same way. He's just hides behind he just he just has the sense to hide it. He has the sense to cover it up so with that finally out of the way i can talk about revy now this probably isn't going to be as long but um revy is a very similar character to rock revy was brought up in new york being a being a chinese american all right and she you know as a child you know growing up in growing up in the hood i guess she was she was part she was a, she was abused by her father she was um beaten and raped by the police as a matter of fact which you know so she's got a really fucked up backstory but she's she 
has known nothing but crime her whole life. As a, as a juxtaposition to Rock, who has known nothing but hard work and, you know, hard work and good morals all of his life. And she's a polar opposite to Rock. And when she goes... When she... When she... Okay. Fuck. Oh, God, it's happening again. Fuck. God damn it. I'm getting wrapped up in my own words. But, um... When she goes... And... Meets Rock. Or is that what I want to say? I don't know. But, um... Yeah, I'll start over. Yeah. So, yeah, she... Like I said, she's... She's known nothing but... She's known nothing but... Steal and... You know... Just... just steal, kill, um, just, just, just being a crook, she's, she's been a crook, like, all of her life, she's been a thug, and she's grown up, like they say in the show, she's grown up on dirty air all of her life, and she's never known anything but that, so when we see her in the show, she seems like a maniac, you know, she seems like a, you know, she, she's just a, she's just a killer, she's just a killer, and, you know, she, we have these, like, little scenes of, like, her, Again, like Rock, she has these like little scenes where she cracks, you know, her personality cracks from being this, you know, from being this killer to, you know, being like a, being like a decent person. And you get to see this in parts like, um, you get to see this in parts like, I, I, do I want to say this? Do I, you get to see this in parts where she, where normally she would react to rock in ways that would be like, you know, in her normal way, which is like where she just berates rock and calls him a dumbass and, you know, all that. But you see this really in those scenes, and I, I guess, which, which is really when her personality cracks. But again, in Roberta's blood trail, during the same time that Rock is breaking, so is she. Like, literally, like, the same scene. And, um, her whole deal is that, as opposed to Rock, she's grown up, like, on this dirty air, like I said, her whole life. But she wants out subconsciously. And she'll tell herself anything but that. She'll tell other people anything but that. She'll tell people how much she loves the life that she lives. She loves being free, but really she wants the she wants a normal life. Like you know, like Rock. Like Rock did. And they like Rock had, at least. And when Rock shows up, since she doesn't know how to express herself because she's never like she cares for Rock, okay? And she sees Rock like Fabiola says in the in the OVAs, she sees Rock as her knight in shining armor. She sees Rock as her ticket out of all of this, of all of this deceit, of all the of all this malice, of all this, of all of this just evil, you know, and that she's grown up with. She sees Rock as her ticket out, and she doesn't know how to express that. The only way she knows how to express that is being a heartless bitch. But she, she she has good intentions and she wants to do good things, but she will never show it. 
because she was grown up she was she was brought up as a killer she was brought up as a hired gun you know she she's been killing ever since she was a small child um but the scene where you really get to see this truly is in the OVA when and it happened and this is a big thing for both of the main characters and it's really like the breaking point for both their characters like in this was in this arc which is when Revy is confronted by Fabiola this little maid you know who they've been traveling with for this for the whole arc and she says to Revy Rock is not the man you think he is Rock is not your knight in shining armor you keep telling him that Rock, you, you keep telling Rock that this, the he's not cut out for this place. He's not cut, when really, he's just as cut out as anyone else, if not more. Because from, because she sees eyes through, she, 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 she sees, fuck, she sees Rock through the eyes of a sewer rat. You know, she sees eyes, she's, she's, she's god damn it, she, she sees Rock through the eyes of a crook. And she sees him as, you know, a normal, upstanding salaryman. When through seen through normal eyes like Fabiola and Garcia, they see Rock as a monster. They see Rock as the as a Machiavellian manipulative They see him for who he is. They see him for who he is. And she can't see that because she's blinded by the fact that She's she's blinded by her own dream. She's blinded by this idea of Rock taking her away to a normal life. And when Fabiola tells her that, she refuses it. She point she aims a gun at Fabiola. She's like ready to kill her. And you know Fabi and again Fabiola is a small child. She's like I don't know like 13, 14 years old. And Revy's this grown woman, you know threatening this kid act getting all emo on her being like you don't know what it's like to you don't know what it's like to be me when in reality she's she's just she's just a hypocrite because you know she she's she she's the she's the first to tell other people how how bad she has and how good they have it yet she refuses to see it through their eyes. She refuses to believe that everyone can suffer. And Rock even says that. Rock tells her, you know, everyone has to suffer in their own way. But she refuses to believe that. And just like that, she refuses to believe that Rock isn't her ticket out of this whole, this nightmare that she's spent her whole life going through. And when while this is all going down, and she's aiming the gun at Fabiola and threatening her, Fabiola tells her, "I'm telling you, next time you look at him, look at him through like different, look at him through like a different, look at him from a different perspective, look at him from our perspective." And while she's telling this, the scene, another scene is played side by side to that one, literally like right next to it, right next to it, on the opposite side of the boat. This is going on on the right side of the boat. The other, the other scene is going on the left. And on the left scene, Rock comes out of the boat, goes up to Garcia, the other small child in the arc who has connections to Fabiola, and he starts telling the kid, Hey, I, uh, I got this plant. 
and he starts manipulating him and he comes to he comes off to, as he comes off in this scene as being just this like predator he comes off as being this he he's obviously manipulating the kid he comes off as being evil and Revy's sitting there denying everything Fabiola is saying well everything that Fabiola is saying is coming true right next to it and it's the most beautiful scene in that whole show in my opinion that well you know the whole cigarette kiss, because, you know, that's just cute, but, um, anyway, they are both very similar characters, Revy wants Rock to, Revy wants Rock to take her out, and she wants Rock to take her to a normal life, and Rock wants to go deeper into the filth. The filth is where he belongs. Revy doesn't belong there. She belongs in the twilight with Rock. She wants that normal life. While Rock wants what she has. And the whole idea of the whole like meaning of this relationship is the the whole rela- the whole meaning of this relationship is the grass is always greener on the other side. You know, you always want what you can't have. And that's really the meaning of this. I, 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 at least that's what I got out of this whole relationship. And to me, that's like one of, that's a very important message to like tell your viewers, you know. And I really appreciate what it does. And the fact that the fact that not as many people notice this in Black Lagoon it, it just it just hurts me to see so yeah I, I guess that's what I really wanted to say I don't know if um, I don't know if that was interesting to listen to which probably wasn't but it's what goes on in my head so I guess I'll upload this um yeah I'm gonna have to cut the episode there uh, I can pick it up whenever I feel like it, I guess. Like, probably, like, in, like, a, I don't know, maybe, like, a week. Uh, I have other stuff I want to talk about. Um, I plan on talking about, like, you know, stories, you know. I tend on, intend on, like, explaining, like, dreams, I guess. I don't know. I, I, I feel like dreams are, like, a big thing, like, on your, like, mental state. Uh, I want to talk about some music, and I want to talk about life as a high school kid, and why other high school kids suck, and why everyone's a hypocrite. Anyway, um, yeah, that's been first episode. It's a wrap. So, stay tuned, I guess. Or not. I don't care. Anyway.